Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the... Tacticus Podcast. We are recording this on Monday, baby. Two days after Real Madrid go into the Monjuic, the mighty Monjuic, and beat Barcelona 2-1 against all odds, despite missing Thibaut Courtois, despite missing Eder Militao. They go in and get the job done. Not before. Getting hurt in the process. Getting a bunch of jabs for Barca. And it was difficult, but in the end, the uppercut came from Jude Bellingham to silence the Monjuic and give Real Madrid a precious, precious three points. Monjuic, Monjuic, don't, 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 don't steal the intro spotlight from me. This is my moment. This is my moment, Diego. Uh, I gotta hand it to you though. Uh, Real Madrid did not win that classical unscathed. We little did we know. While we were winning the non-important three points, behind our back, sneaking into the back door was Xavi sneaking with the moral victory trophy. We didn't know that. And Xavi announced it after the game. And I think we just have to all have a long, hard look at ourselves. Maridistas, Florentino Perez. We signed Jude Bellingham, 13 goals in 13 games. And what? Where are the moral victory trophies? Where are they? What are we doing here? What is our priority? I don't get it. So, Diego, I did want to congratulate you on your moral victory trophy. And, uh, holy shit! Breaking news! Fabrizio Romano! Diego, as we're recording, no joke, I have notifications turned on. I was not expecting this. Check this out. Fabrizio says, I have just received a phone call from Jean Laporta. And after a few minutes of discussion, he has confirmed to me that the renovations in the Camp Nou are to expand the Moral Victory Trophy Room. Worth it, man. It was worth it. 
it's worth it for all the people, all the Barca fans who did not want to travel to the Monjuic all season. Ah, it's too far. It's too hard to get to. We don't want to support the team. Next year, next year we'll do it. It was all worth it, baby. The moral victory trophy room is expanding. And hold on, Diego, Diego. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Jude Bellingham had one of the greatest classical performances of all time. Of all time. I just want to say one more thing. One more thing. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, Jude. Come on, sing it with me, Diego. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, Jude. What's up, Diego? How you doing, buddy? What's up? What's good? It, it seems like you're auditioning for El Chiringuito or something. If, if you wanted to try to get a spot on El Chiringuito, you're going to have to uh, do better than that. His Medi, send the mixtape to El Chiringuito. Please, my and and tr that's edit the dream. It proper, like edit it, uh, please edit it, edit it, because that was, I was quite something, my friend. That was quite something. Um, why are you making stuff up, dude? Why, like th this could have been gone very, very differently, where we actually talk about uh, a decent classico with. Um, Who says we can't? Minimum amount of, uh, I say minimum, mind you, of, uh, of refereeing intervention, even though uh, obviously the, the non-penalty calls, mind you, I said plural, even though. will come up surely. But uh, I don't know. This is, this is, this is, I didn't expect this from you. Uh, not only a sore loser, but sore winner. It's uh, we lost. not a pretty we lost. picture. Not, not a pretty picture. Uh, I guess you're doing good by your uh, loyal minions here, and, and they'll be uh, lapping this up and laughing hysterically. I actually don't care too you. much. It was just three points, you. really. But this was in – in a game that you deem not important for Madridistas, I, I can see just how not important this really was for you. Uh, when you put all, it that way, Monjuic. it's not that important, actually. Monjuic. Let's no, get it right. Monjuic. There's an, another Monjuish mon thing that you were saying is, is not how it's pronounced. Another trophy for you, buddy. Uh, and the second question: What moral victory are you talking about? <clears throat> Here's the quote. Well, now I gotta I gotta scroll forever to find it, but. Well, while you do scroll, uh, allow me to maybe give you my two cents. I have uh, it if you if you want me to chime in please, yes, really quick. Go. This is the quote. We deserve the victory. In the end, they made us suffer. But I think that with total sincerity, if anyone won that game, it was Barca. End quote. Yeah, I think I, I don't think that's far-fetched. We're not talking about moral victories here. It's uh, on the day. I think. Oh, Barca... you, but it was just you won. You won. You won the game. No, well, clearly we didn't win. But we, I think deserved the win i think we played in large part of the game far better than real madrid uh, barca with uh, half the team missing in action uh you know played better you know what for scares me Diego, at least, actually, at least an hour than real madrid 
I actually and, love uh, that you you believe end, that because it's good for us that you guys keep saying this good. after every It's good every for you lot. that you think that you didn't. I don't know. No, but no, it's can great. It's great for Reamdra that your mentality sucks that much. Did I tune into the Keon monologue here? Sorry, go on, please. No, it's just it's it's good for us that your mentality is like that. What my concern is that Gundogan, who actually is a real winner, can come in and might change the culture. That actually concerns me. Uh, dude, if you would watch that, rewatch that. If you were comfortable as a Madridista with how that game uh, was went for the large majority of the time, then I think you guys need to look a little bit harder at your own performances and be a little bit more self-critical. You won the match. We were actually very critical of ourselves. You won the match. Congratulations. Did you play better for the the vast majority of the game that Barca, uh, the Barca B team, you could say? Absolutely not. Uh, I thought Gabi played phenomenal. I think he had Bellingham completely shut down on lock uh, for the vast majority of that game. Uh, He was non-existent for the vast majority of the game. I think you could shed a critical light on Gavi precisely for that beautiful Bellingham goal. Uh, that was an absolute screamer. Mm-hmm. But if he was man-marking uh, Bellingham correctly throughout the entirety of that game, that quick lapses, that brief lapse in, in concentration where it almost feels like he he kind of wants to help out in defense, thereby leaving Bellingham explo- uh, exposed for, for a brief second. And, you know, that triggering a fantastic you know, blast from way outside of the box um, that, you know, all you could do is tip your hat off. Maybe some are critical with Ter Stegen. Um, uh, me on that occasion tipped my hat off to uh, the Englishman for scoring uh, a fantastic goal that was the equalizer. Um, and, you know, in another day, Fermi Lopez, not once but twice hitting the post would have converted uh uh, into the back of the net being a goal. Uh, it didn't. And in the end, l- literally a freak offensive uh, movement and, 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 and un rebote, like a deflected pass bounced over the head of the Barca defender to allow Jude Bellingham to put in the, the uh, final dagger and the 2-1 on the day. You won. Congratulations. We move on. But... All this talk of moral victories and trophies is, is not at play. It's completely different, this scenario, from the uh, Spanish Super Cup, where indeed, effectively, yes, there was more of this, uh, uh, you know, sense of like moral victory, seeing where Barca were coming from at the time, seeing that we were coming out of one of the darkest periods of our history. And that's not, being, not, that's not an exaggeration whatsoever. Putting pieces of the puzzle together, trying to relaunch, this new era, this new group of players under a new head coach that had to come on, uh, had to co- was was brought on under very tumultuous uh, circumstances. Uh, it was a completely different day that day, but no, you know, not Xavi, nor the players, nor uh, any Barca fans were running away. Uh, talking or claiming some sort of moral victory. If, if I mean, if you want to, feel that way so that you can like amp yourself up a little bit more as you did in the intro then then by all means I, I hope you enjoyed that but the reality is is that that's not the case um and what i will say at the end i mean gundigan's statement i thought was very fitting when he talked about you know a lack of maybe 
enfado, a lack of, um, uh, what's the English word? Uh, what he said was, I think, I'd like to see more anger in the locker room. Wasn't that more like anger? That, right? Anger. Yeah. Aggression was, was coming out, but anger is the word. Thank you. And, and, you know, that's, if he says that, then it kind of goes in line with what we have been thinking or, 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 yeah, sort of been te- like, oh, I can't get my fucking words out right now. The, 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 criticism that we have put forward to this team is maybe partially that like this this uh lack of um i don't want to say hunger but maybe yeah anger in these kind of defeats it, it was certainly it was partially disappointing and disheartening hearing that from gundigan who's uh you know just newly arrived i, I kind of wanted to think that with the changing of the old guard to these new this crop of young players that a lot of that maybe uh belly fullness right this 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 kind of these players that had already won it all that had already seen it all that had been there and done that and were making and were maybe not taking these defeats on the chin but sorely kind of kind of maybe just brushing them off as um you know, just another day at the office. I, I was hoping that that was kind of gone at this point, but maybe that uh, isn't really gone. And it's good for somebody as experienced uh, and respected in the dressing room as, as Gundogan to kind of bring that to the public. I hope that, you know, it, words were exchanged internally as well with, with the coaching staff and with the captains and with these precisely these players that maybe, you know, God forbid, chuckling it up. I mean, uh, there, there's often... In the history, we've often seen players go out uh, to party and to restaurants and to clubs after suffering heavy defeats. Uh, I've always had a problem with that. I, I don't think that's it sits well amongst the, the fan base. Uh, I seem to remember that that you were kind of impartial or not didn't have an issue with that, with players kind of uh, not sulking, sulking in defeat. Is that the word? Um but I, I, again, to reiterate Gundigan's words here, I think it's good that he brought that out. Uh, it's worris- worrisome for the Barca fans that some players didn't uh, take this loss as heavy as the fan base did because I wanted the three points. I think we did deserve the three points. I was, you know, I called a draw um, before the game on Friday's pre-match podcast. I think a draw would have also been a fair result, but in the grand scheme of it, uh, you know, never did I think that Madrid was going to walk away with the three points until the very end. And that caught me off guard. It left a very sour taste in my mouth. Definitely not a good day at the office whatsoever. Okay. Real talk, man. Cause you know, I'm just busting your balls in the intro. I don't, I don't, I don't actually mean 90% of the shit I say, but let's, let's have a real conversation. So, because on Friday, we agreed that we're going to take the Diego Simeone quote to heart and say whoever deserves to win, whoever Listen, won the, the game deserves right. to win. Okay. But you're, you're, you're not feeling that way right now. You're no, tr- no. Okay, L- let me say, wh- when I say that we deserve the win, it's over the course of the 90 minutes, I think Barca, for the vast majority of those 90 minutes, played better, therefore would have been deserved of the win. Let me, mm-hmm. let me make that clear. Do Madrid 
deserve the three points 100 you guys scored two goals we scored one i'm not taking you know there's no saltiness or bitterness with you know injustices having taken place besides the non-penalty calls um which i think definitely had an influence and an inf- and, and 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 again needs to be eradicated these clear <clears throat> cut cases of penalty calls why is why are we not going to var why we have the technology there it confuses me uh major major fuck up on the referee's end but at the end of the day madrid scored two goals you guys in my opinion at least got a uh, penalty non call as well in the camavinga against araujo situation uh for some you know it's it's uh, araujo had won that position and and that wasn't a penalty you know i'm sure you your opinion is is otherwise for me at the, in the moment it was a clear penalty call for that should have gone Camavinga's way and it didn't. So it's sort of like canceled out, right? That that whole let's say the ref's influence because I think other than that, the referee uh, was 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 pretty much spot on, and didn't have the major influence in the game that I thought he would have on the outset. So I was relieved for that. Uh, and you guys scored two goals, and 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 that's completely legitimate. The three points fall to Real Madrid. But, you know, yeah, and, and, and that's really it. I, I think Barca would have been deserved of the three points had one of the Fermin Lopez shot gone in, you know, or, or the draw in the end. I think that would have been a more fair result than Barca not picking up any points on, on based on the performance that we saw. Sure. And I agree with that. I, I think a deserved, I think Real deserved the win. I think a draw would have been fair. And I think if Barca won, that would have been fair too, based on how this game shaked out. Like, you know, Barca was the better team in the first half. Real Madrid was the better team in the second half. And this is what we end up with. But in terms of like self-criticism, like we were very self-critical. I, at halftime, I thought we were, Real Madrid were terrible the way they approached that game. And, and you know, the commentators we had here uh, were saying this was the best Barca performance of the season so far. And you look at that and like, well, uh, it's hard to deny the fact that Barca were fantastic and Real Madrid were for lack of a better word, complete ass. I mean, they couldn't put a pass together coming out of the back. They were having all kinds of problems dealing with the pressure that Barca gave us. And uh, offensively, we were toothless. couple transition attacks, which Vinny was alone, and he performed uh, poorly in this game. Decision-making was off. Efficiency was way off. Uh, Araujo won that duel. Uh, and I got to tell you, I, I think... Um, of all the games that, uh, for him to earn my respect, uh, Gavi really earned my respect in this game. I thought he was amazing. I thought the ground he covered. I thought defensively he was fantastic. Um, my, my player to match, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. At halftime, we did a Twitter audio space, me and Matt and Sid, and, and we were all saying, like, what Gavi is doing right now, that's what we need any of our players to have. Like, just that fight to give the the fact that he gives a shit and like it seemed like none of our players gave a shit. We would we we wanted that trait in any one of our players. Um, I like I think Carvajal was probably the only player who kind of had it in the first half, and he had a couple big challenges. One on Zhao Felix. The, remember when when Vinny loses the ball and then that's what leads to him and Xavi doing the thing, kind yeah. of joking around or and whatever the banter. Like that's the play that Zhao Felix. I think was on a he nutmegs Rudiger and then he's on a break and Carvajal sprints back to stop it. 
Carvajal was like the only player we felt like could have held his head high in that first half in terms of fight and effort. Uh, but having said that, like I actually do wonder from a Barca standpoint, where is the Barca self-criticism? Because in the second half, it's everything coming. they did in the first half, they just regressed into a more defensive shell. Completely. And Real Madrid, like I'm not going to sit and say that it was necessarily better than what Barca did in the first half, but certainly they dominated the majority of the second half in that sense. So, like, I that's why, like, when I I, I kind of saw this as a classic tale of two halves in Diego. That's why, if I'm a little bit salty in a win, it was kind of like I just felt like salty that it was like this deserved victory stuff because I thought the second half, as shitty as they were in the first half, Ramjo were much better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I yeah I, I I look I get that and 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 I think it's natural normal for you to to see that from a Barca perspective it's what you said as well what you were alluding to there it's like Barca were a shell of themselves they came out without the bite without the conviction you talk about the good high press in the sec in the first half where was that in the second half Barca were standing back they were allowing Madrid to build up from the back having the ball there was no sense of like um, that suffocating type press that we were seeing in the first half. And what I was missing as well, besides the intensity in, in, in the defense and in the, the press, was Balde. I mean, where were Balde? We had uh, Joao Cancelo on the right flank, you know, acting as a, a, like a, a winger, basically. I mean, you know, Barca were defending with five, you could say. We had three central, uh, you know, central defenders. And I felt that the impact of the wingbacks was non-existent. I, I didn't feel Balde or Cancelo really had much of a, an offensive presence whatsoever, which was quite striking seeing as, you know, Xavi puts a lot of inf- emphasis on that, whether it's the, the pure wingers, uh, in this case, Joao Felix and, and Cancelo on the other side. <clears throat> and obviously you had Araujo trying to mark uh, or, or doing a good job at marking Vinicius. So you know that he's going to have somewhat of a minimum impact on on uh, the offense. But Alejandro Balde, on the other hand, was was completely missing in action on the offense in particular as well. And he's precisely that type of figure that is able to beat the man off the dribble, whether it's running into spaces, whether it's, you know, with a self-pass uh, and chasing that ball down, stretching the defense out, uh, taking on defenders one-on-one, uh, opting for a cross or a pass, you know, back out to the top of the key, top of the the penalty area. It, Balde just wasn't there. And and I, I felt like that that was a major, major, major hindrance or, or an absence that, that hurt Barca uh, very much so. And, and, and you know, uh, I hope that, that Gabi had a word or uh, Gabi, Chavi had a word with him um, because I'm, I'm quite puzzled as to why, you know, he's, he's had a very good season. Uh, and in these kind of games where you expect those kind of players to rise to the top for that young talent, for that cream to rise to the top, that this was the place and uh, he was a non-factor for me we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will I become Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <clears throat> There's another piece I think you're missing. It's like, you know, why did Barca 
regressed in the second half. It also had to do with Real Madrid imposing their will a little bit. And this is why I often say, like, Real Madrid can play this way against anyone. I don't care if it's Barca or or Bayern. Maybe, probably the only team that I think, based on talent, we probably it would be hard for us to do this to would be City. But I think, like, based on the names that are on paper and our ability and our talent and our capability, if we play like this, it's hard for Barca to come out of that shell. And that's what I think frustrated me was that, like, we know exactly what Barca are going to do. They're going to try to play. And we still were surprised somehow to start the game. Like, we were going to be conservative, try to play on the counter. It almost never works against Barca unless, like, you have prime BBC, with like, you know, on the counter. Because right now, like, the way Vinicius and Rodrigo are playing, you know, we it's been brutal trying to, trying to be successful that way. So, I don't know, I mean, like, what is this B-team thing you're saying? That's, come on, this is not, you guys, look at the names you guys have on the field. These are really good players. What is this B-team stuff? Who's the B-team guy? Fermin? Fermin Lopez. He was awesome. Inigo Martinez. Uh, with all respects to, to Gundogan, uh, Frankie de Jong or Pedri, you know, they're making the, the starting 11 on each and every team each and every single time and our two best midfielders not being there was, was you know is, is a massive uh, setback for for Barca regardless of how you look at it sure you know there's there's talented players on the bench and Fermin Lopez has been doing wonderful but I can't really expect uh, you know how old is he uh, 16 17 year old or actually I think he's a little older maybe 19 to uh, to come out and fill those fill the boots of these type of players um you know yeah i'm sorry man but like what is keppa then what is he is he b team is uh like just the, like you because you said like last week or like well you guys signed keppa like he's a very adequate replacement like what is gundogan he's a treble winner one of the best midfielders in the world like what kind of any team would kill to have that okay. guy yeah he he is, and and I think he's in having that kind of player who I rate very highly, who has been, you know, a huge relief and a massive addition to allow Barca to have a little bit more depth. But uh, let's be real as well. At at thirty something years old, the wrong end of thirty, he wasn't starting every single game for Manchester City neither. I mean, uh, Pep was rotating him plenty as well. I mean, he's been carrying this team and and having for the most part good performances i would say uh but not being able to count on your one-two punch on your i mean look your two best midfielders is for me a massive setback regardless of how you look at it then add to that the fact that kunde one of your start starting central defenders isn't there robert Lewandowski, who comes in in the second half with zero match rhythm uh, the same can be said for you know rafinha for that matter it's after being out for for how long has it been a month or something it's it's it wasn't the ideal scenario it wasn't didn't the the match didn't present the ideal conditions for this to be a completely level playing field and you know it's you can call it an excuse in your eyes i guess a weak excuse i would love to replay this match with both of these sides at at you know full capacity and at 100% fitness and uh, um 
I think, you know, if we apply that exact same strategy, we would come out victorious. Um, I don't think that we would see this dip in the second half, this, this dip of intensity, uh, this lack of aggression, and this kind of more conservative approach where we're sitting back and allowing Madrid to find themselves um, having more of the ball and, and, and you know, creating more chances on goal as well. I, I, I don't think, I would like to think at least that, you know, that scenario would end up uh, differently. But, uh, of course, it's all hypothetics. It's all hypothetical. And... Um, Hopefully for another day we will we will be able to to have a, a rematch again with with both these squads and at their uh, full capacity. Well, look, maybe maybe not. Maybe maybe if Chavi or uh, maybe if Pedri and Frankie play, two players that I I rate extremely highly. It's a you know you replay it you know ten times. Barcelona win more of them. Maybe I don't know. Um, have we not seen a version of Frankie and Pedri on the field in the Clasico? Last season, yeah, right. The three-one yeah. at the Bernabeu, where mm-hmm. Cruz was the best midfielder on the on the pitch. Like, I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but I feel like you're doing a couple things. I feel like you're underrating Gundogan heavily, and I also, I mean, you're a goal scorer, by the way. And I feel like you're not really factoring in what what is happening at Real Madrid. Like right now, like yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not exactly flying through the season healthy. Um, you know, we have a player who we who are, we rated very highly that would have added extreme extremely good depth to us who hasn't played a single minute this season because of injury. Courtois and Militao are out. Kepa is fine. He is what he is, but he's not Courtois. That's for sure. Um, our back line is thin. Alaba is just coming back from injury. Rudiger has had to play a massive amount of minutes and. We're also in a situation where, like, uh, we have we're just taxing our remaining starters with a, a lot of minutes right now. I also said this uh, to my to my buddy, who who said like, hey, "You're so lucky Lewandowski couldn't start this game." Like, what has Lewandowski done to Real Madrid for me to be worried about him? I respect him, but like, we've marked him out of the game every single classico he's played against us. So, like, I kind of would rather face him than have to face Ferran's, like, cutting runs into the box. So, I don't, I don't know. That one was, like... Come on. No, I'm serious. Like, what has Lewandowski done against Real Madrid so far? Well, just his mere presence. I mean, For sure, but, but he's alone. not, like, the he's not going to be... T- t- he's not going to be pressing us as well as Ferran, Ferran does. He's not going to be running in transition, like, in the second half. He's not going to be, be that useful on the counterattack the way Barcelona are playing. I don't know. He's Don't get me wrong. It's Robert freaking Lewandowski, one of the greatest strikers of this generation. But at this stage of his career, like, you know, I kind of don't mind facing him. Anyways, that's just a, maybe a side, but... <sighs> Look, man... But, uh, it, was, it, <laughs> it is what it is. We, we, knew, we knew coming into this match... That Barca were banged up. I, I don't keep tally or tabs on on your situation. Obviously, I knew about Militao and and Kep or uh, Courtois. Uh, I, I think though, with the the five six players that I mentioned, that walking into with the disadvantage was tipped more heavily towards Barca's side. I, I didn't want to. Uh, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not making this an excuse. It's just a reality. It's like mentioning uh, the penalty calls. Like people say, ah, oh, now he's going to bring talk about the refs again. Well, how can we not talk about the referees when they miss such clear fucking penalty calls? I'm sorry. That would have been potentially a 2-0 right at the stroke of halftime. You're you're walking into the locker room completely different with a two-goal cushion as opposed to a one-goal cushion. So how can we not talk about these kind of things? You know, all these people that, that talk about saltiness or finding excuses, It's it's if you can't talk about a game in its totality, then what the fuck are we doing here? What actually are we doing here? If we cannot talk about players that are making missing or players that are just literally just coming back after missing a month and a month and a half of action then then what are we doing like we're just talking then we're just talking and, and i'll say congratulations madrid scored two goals the you know the three points go to the nation's capital uh well deserved cheerio old chap and i'll see you again in uh you know the second half of the season like I mean, I feel like ignoring it or, or not addressing or not talking about it is just doing a disservice to, to again, the game in its totality. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's fair to talk about. Don't get me wrong. But I just think, like, you're tipping it in a certain... <laughs> Hello, Joey. I'm worried. Like, I, why, is, why is Papa screaming? It's all good. You want to say hi to Kim? Hi, Joya. She can't hear me, She's right? She's coming. She's coming. Okay. No, she cannot. She's coming. Join you. She's coming. But look. Let, Man, let me, she got big. Kian says you have become a big girl. She's, she had she's her grown. first presentation today about lions. And she got dressed up as a lion. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, let me finish up here. Go. Mama's coming in a minute. She's, gonna, she's going to get Lorenzo. I feel like it's like one of those scenes from a movie where like there's like some shit going down in a room and then like one of the kids like walks in the, the mafia argument <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, hello, it's okay, everything's okay. Papa's not angry. I don't even know what we were talking about now, but... Um... It's... Uh... The win, look, the three points fall to you guys. I have no, I, I think I was pretty fair, classy, if you will, if I have to put some uh, flattering adjectives to myself on, on churros with my uh, compliments towards Madrid. I had no ill feelings. You know, there was no bitterness. I had several loyal churros listeners, you know, write me profusely on Twitter and Instagram, and I was gracious in defeat and sending them my congratulatory messages, giving my likes and stuff. Like, um, but yeah, I do think that that on another day with the teams more healthy, like I'm, I'm confident in what we are building here, what Xavi is doing with the team, and you know, this this hasn't derailed my view of where this team is evolving or where we're going towards under, under Chavi. I think, you know, um, like, we need to just improve, get better. And certainly definitely some things need to be addressed like the ones that Gundogan addressed uh, publicly, uh, which is for me, probably the, the, the most worrisome sign that, that after a defeat like this, you know, I was left with a sour taste. I wasn't smiling or happy uh, for a good while, at least. 
until uh, I, it was my turn to be a, a daddy again. But you know, if, if in the dressing room guys were kind of chuckling and laughing it off, then that is, is uh, something that needs to be addressed and worked on by the team, no doubt. Well, I guess I'd be curious to know what specifics Gundogan had in mind. Because um, obviously I have no idea which players he's talking about, who he's talking about specifically in the locker room. Uh, I guess I'd be curious to know. I mean, I, maybe we'll never have specifics unless he like writes a book about it you know, after he retires. But we saw images of Gavi after the game, and he certainly was not laughing or anything like that. In fact, you know, I saw a few Maridisas memeing, memeing up Gavi and his tears. And I thought, like, hey, man, uh, if... If that was one of my players, that's how I would want him to react. Right. That means he gives a shit. So I'm, exactly. you know, there's no meme from me. Right. Um, I, you gotta admit though, I think it lived up to the hype, the classical, in terms of giving us talking points, in terms of the drama, in terms of luckily not much controversy. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was an entertaining game. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. It's a good opening chapter, first chapter for the season. Uh, I'm looking for chapter two, and who knows if we're lucky, three and four, maybe five and six. Who knows? Uh, and by that, I don't mean the Spanish Super Cup, by the way, which uh, I think is is a given. But oh, the knows? Champions League in the Champions League. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Not good for but, the heart. Uh, uh-huh. Not good for the heart. Not good for the heart, but it's time, man. It's been too mm. long. It's been too long. Um, <clears throat> and, and I'm curious as well. So I didn't really have a time. Normally, I like to uh, be a fly on the wall on the Managing Madrid podcast after these kind of things and sort of get a sense of what the Madridistas, how they feel, obviously, euphoric or at least excited and happy with the three points. But, you know... How were you guys going through those opening, uh, you say first half, I would say, you know, I think a good hour of this match was, was dominated by Barsan. Yeah, I would first say half. the last 30 minutes was where we started to play football. Uh-huh. And really, I, I, what minute did Jude score? Like, uh, I, think, I think Jude's goal was the turning point. The sixth, 70th minute? 68, 68. Yeah, perfect. That's, I think, from that point on. Yeah. Um, I mean, like a couple minutes prior, we started to put some some spells of possession together in Barca's third. But I felt like the turning point was when Jude scored that goal. To put things into perspective, that was .01 in the XG chart. That's about as low as probability goal-scoring chances you can get. And even up until that point, that, like our other scoring chance was too many, like shooting from like almost 40 yards, which Ter Stegen saved. Our chances were like that. Up until the point Jude scored, I really felt like we were just, we we didn't have, I don't know, if, the thing is like, the weird thing with me, and I won't speak for all Maradisas, no matter how bad we play, at halftime, I'm just more like upset, but not defeated. Because I feel like I've seen Ramja play enough that I know that second half, they can come out completely different than the way they did in the first half. So I, I knew that, there was definitely, despite how bad Ramja were and how good Barca were, I still, I was like, the fact that it's only 1-0. And mind you, I don't think, like, even despite Barca's dominance in the first half, there wasn't that many clear-cut goal-scoring chances that they had or many shots that they had. So we were, 
we were getting dominated but limiting the chances at least and we were only down a goal at halftime so I was like it's not really hard to come back from this but what it took really was a Jude goal and that's why superstars get paid the way they do because only players like that can do shit like that and so when you have a superstar who can kind of transcend what's happening around you that I felt like really breathed oxygen into our team like oh, okay we got this guy he's got some balls and we and we and and I felt like there was a psychological twist in that moment where Barca started to doubt themselves a little bit and you've seen that with Barca before and so at, from that point on um I felt like, okay, we, we definitely got a chance now to win this game. But I will say, like, I think that the surrounding pieces, apart from Jude's goal, what really helped was the substitutions because Kamavinga immediately improved us. He, the way he was just dribbling out of pressure, yeah. it's just a different breed to what Mendy was bringing us. Mendy was just basically stationary and trying to limit what Jao Cancelo was doing. Kamavinga was taking players on. He was getting involved in the attack. He was phenomenal. Um, so, and, and the Modric sub was great for us too. I think that ultimately is what made the difference. And Jose Lu, like, you know, I think made an impact too. Um, very minimal thing. And I think, I think Barca should be more critical too of, of what happened on the second goal. Their defense was shambles in that shambles. sequence. Because Bellingham just runs through... Uh, our good friend Romeo uh, <laughs> doesn't track Bellingham at all. And Jose Luz is dragging Araujo to that side because Jose Luz is the biggest aerial threat. So Araujo's like, well, I got to track this guy. So Bellingham is completely yeah. unmarked behind Inigo. And even Modric, who had a shitty touch, he was unmarked. And so I think that in that sequence, Barcelona broke down too. So I know like you kind of labeled it as like, well, you know, Modric... Lucky touch, finds Bellingham. But I think it was a little bit more than that. I think Barca really fucked well, up on that sequence, right? They fucked up, but the, the bounce was, I mean, it was a freak. Sure. Bounce. That, that was not, okay. Did you know Modric became the oldest player to win a Clasico on Saturday? Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I think he just surpassed Paco Buyo, who was previously the oldest player, no, by wow. like a few days, 38, 38 years old in a few days. And I, and I saw a stat. I don't know if this was real or if it was just banter, but Laminia Malo is like the youngest player to lose a Clásico. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that, that's probably true as well. I mean, he's the youngest player to make a debut and score in, in La Liga. So I yeah. think, I guess by default, he would be the youngest player to, to have uh, lost the Clásico. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, well, you know, the, the, and the other, obviously, and more importantly, the, the major sour taste that is left now is the, the four-point gap, which uh, with a team like Madrid that you know is not going to drop many points, whether or not that's definitive. I mean, it's three points lost, not just against Madrid, not just in a Clásico, uh, not just are you four points behind now, but it's also a loss at home. So with the goal difference uh, yeah, that you're in, in, in a clear disadvantage with now, <clears throat> it's it's really becoming a, a uphill uh, task, this Liga, where I don't know. I just, you know, I, when we gave our predictions, we both said that Madrid was going to walk away or win the league title at the end of the season. Um, I think with this win in the Clásico, obviously we can't talk definitively yet, but Madrid have taken a massive step forward towards securing that. Would you agree? Yes, but Real Madrid's problem is not just that they have to win Classical, it's that, historically speaking, they're just known for dropping points against the teams they should not be dropping points against. And so, this, sure, it's a step, but how many times have we seen, <laughs> you know, following up a big win like this? What's the next game? Uh, we play uh, Rayo at home. Not putting it past us to to drop points there when we shouldn't be. Also, we, you know, we I joked that we won that game, but we also didn't win that game unscathed because it wasn't just a moral victory that we lost. It was also the fact that Chuameni got injured in yeah. that game. Too much, and, right? So that's a big blow for us as well. So you just hope that Kamavinga can hold down the, the sixth roll. There she is. There's Mama. Sorry, my, no, my daughter good. was actually getting scared. Really? It's, 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 well, it's got, you know, we have the time change now. And, uh, oh, okay. Well, she's coming soon. Look, I put this on now. And yesterday, you know, it's Well, Halloween now I feel really well. bad. You should. <laughs> I'm Now I'm self-critical of my performance. Should I have been... More loving in my tone. She, she couldn't. She couldn't hear you. It's fine. It was just no, but, your facial expressions, <laughs> and your tone. Because maybe, maybe it was that. No. Well, I mean, she's she could hear me. Obviously, you get a little animated here, but it's it's cool. I put on some uh, softer cartoons because yesterday yeah, we, it's it's Halloween here, and more and more it's being celebrated over here as well. Yeah, the American tradition. And yesterday we went to this. Uh, you know, you probably don't know Pueblo Español. It's it's. Uh, it's it's a must visit, uh, but 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 that whole it's a it's a it's an they've recreated an old village, a classic old village, and th- it was all decked out to be kind of spooky and scary, and there was people walking around with you know different uh, makeup jobbies and 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 disfraces and and. Uh, costumes and things that were kind of scary so she she was already freaked out then and i think now she's a little scared because it's dark and mama left to go pick up lorenzo and i'm here screaming Mm. uh at a webcam 
at my uh, Madridista counterpart. Are you okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. She's I'm okay. not okay. If you, by the way, you should ask. I'm not okay. Now I feel really bad for traumatizing your children. It's all right. <clears throat> uh, many out for two months. That's uh, that's a big one. I saw that that Madrid. I was super happy to see this because apparently the uh, Madridista wolves were out on the prowl for Gabi on that one, but mm. he actually uh, himself denied that Gabi had any involvement with his injury. It was actually. Um, I gotta check who like who put out a video. Because he quote tweets a video that was posted. Yeah. Uh, so the video was posted by <clears throat> the zone uh, España. And he said this was the action that led to Chumani's injury. And the video was geo-blocked, so I can't see it because I'm not in Spain right now. But uh, I imagine it was a tackle from Gavi or something. Yeah, it's, it's a collision, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much of a tackle as it is a collision. And... Uh... Yeah, just two players disputing the ball. And honestly, it it, it didn't because I, I saw the video. It didn't even look that like hard. Uh, it, it really looks like it is uh, a matter of a freak accident uh, in that moment. But but that's uh, that's a big miss because he was. I felt he was very very good for you guys. Well, so he says um, it's not Gavi's fault, uh, and my injury was at the end of the first half. I think he says. Which is a surprising thing to hear because you look at Chiuameni and he finished the entire game, didn't get subbed. And he's saying that he his injury was from the first half. And you're like, wow. So he played that whole game, hurt. And I, I don't know, I guess it was one of those things that you don't realize until later that um, it was uh, you were playing on something that must have been worse. Then you initially thought maybe you thought it was just a knock and you kind of played through, but it was worse after after the fact. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Ballon d'Or ceremony is happening right now. Is it now? Yeah. Oh I mean, I think they're they're releasing the the order now, like working backwards. So I think they're at number. Again, I pride myself of never knowing when these things take place. I'm, I don't watch them. But they just uh, announced Yasin Bonu as number 13th in the Ballon d'Or. Gundogan was 14th. I feel like he could be a little bit higher. Um, anyways. Benzema 16th. The reigning defending champ. So where are you on this? Um... Messi's going to win, I think we all know. I mean, it's been confirmed, right? All I don't but think confirmed. All but confirmed, yeah. Everyone leaked it or whatever. Yeah. Um, does he deserve it? <laughs> <laughs> so this is for what? This is for the World Cup, right? What else would it be, yeah? What else would it be? Uh... Out of all the ones that he has won, this one for me is probably the biggest head scratcher uh, because we're seeing that all of a sudden a World Cup is uh, weighed far more heavily than any other of the domestic and international competitions. 
you know, with City winning a three-peat. Um, yeah. Where were the World Cup champions and other additions? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, uh, this one is a head scratcher, I would say, and that's not taken away from Messi as, uh, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time and his ability to dribble the ball, score the ball, assist the ball, the vision, yada yada yada. But uh... as as Diego Simeone says, whoever wins the Ballon d'Or deserves to win the Ballon d'Or. I got no complaints. <laughs> Did but you say that now? Huh? It's interesting to think how thin these margins are and how we we measure these things. So I'll give you a hypothetical. If Kolo Muani scores at the last second before the penalty shootout in the World Cup, right? Who wins the Ballon d'Or? Mm-hmm. Is it Mbappe? Is it Mbappe? Yeah. Food for thought. Indeed. Because uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I. The World Cup should weigh heavily. It's the freaking World Cup. So I'm not saying like don't count it, but like maybe we should either we should change the name of the award to like the International Trophy Award. Basically, the the club season is irrelevant as long as you win the World Cup. Like I just feel, I think this year in particular was it's it's the story that it paints. It's Messi. He finally got the World Cup. He's at the end of his career. Like we got to give it to him. I think I think I think this is it's the story that it paints. It, it feels a little forced. Uh, not to say maybe a little bit very forced, but. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, do you want to? I, I, I think I kind of got to go. I'm I know, I know. Crying here. No, okay, no, no. You, you go. I, I think we got the main talking points out of the way. Um, uh, next classical, I, I promise I'll be more civilized. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, boy. All boy, right, so, man. By the way, can can I give you just one little? Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm imagine you know this, but I think I seem to remember that you saying that Kepa was uh, the reserve goalkeeper also for Chelsea. He started and played every single game in the Premier League and, and the Champions League last season. He was Chelsea's main goalkeeper. I think you got to give Kepa more credit than what you what you give him. Okay, I, I got a couple things on this. So what I said was, or at least what I implied was that uh, right now he wasn't the clear first choice if he had stayed at Chelsea. Um, and the other thing is, like, Gundogan, like, this guy was one of the best players in the world last season. And so I felt like you just had kind of double standards with that, that's all. But but look at his stats. I mean, let's let me look at his stats. Hold on. He was a good goalkeeper. Like, yeah, I'm not disputing that. But he's just not Thibaut Courtois, and Gundogan, even if Frankie and Pedri are there, should probably start, arguably. Mm, mm, mm. So that's all. Well, you're right about Gundogan as well. Mm. Um, yeah, Frank. okay, cool. I think we wrap it up here. Are we back Thursday or Friday this week? Uh, Thursday. Okay, sounds good. So... No, 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 no. Thursday is the 8th. Well, I don't know, bro. Now you're asking me about dates. Well, I'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. No, no, no. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. 
Thursday is the second. <laughs> second. Like the- Way off. And the funny thing is I didn't even know it wasn't even going to be the eighth. Like I have no idea what, what date is. So, all right. Uh, Patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. We'll see you guys there. And also follow us on social media at churros tacticas without the Y. Diego, congrats, buddy. Congrats to you, Thanks. buddy. Send my love to Joya and uh, apologize. Three points, to four me. points clear. Congrats to all you Madridistas. Congrats on the trophy, buddy. All right. Take it easy. Big Thursday. Ciao. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.